Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. I'm Travis Bow from the Real Comic Heroes podcast and Watchmen Minute. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. Cool. And today we're talking about minute number 85 of Dawn of Justice, which is going to start with Lois Lane and uh, General Swanwick meeting uh, in, in, in secrecy. Is, how do you, is that how you say that? In, uh, incognito. Yeah. Incognito. Yeah, just they're doing typical reporter politic House of Cards stuff. Is this House of Cards stuff? Yeah, kind of. All right. Do we have to cut that out now? <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> that show's canceled. Um, it's coming back. And then, oh yeah, something's going on with that show. It's right. all right. Robin Wright's in it. Uh, anyways, uh, the minute is going to end with the Senate hearing about to begin. So this is also happening the same day. And luckily for Lois Lane, she's already in Washington. So... Nay, are you caught up with the timeline now? Yeah, I'm caught up with the timeline. How long has Lois been in Washington for? Like a few days, right? <laughs> we can't, I don't even know if we can actually like, <laughs> answer that with good confidence. Cause <laughs> she got there. like So she got a flight in the morning. She left, yep. got to Washington, talked to General Swanwick that day, waited at night, talked to him again, and then the next morning they met now. She was in... So this is... I think she was in Metropolis when she was watching the footage in the cab. Don't say that. <laughs> no, I think she's in. She's got, no. There was a bus she's ad. Gotta be in there was a bus ad on the on the passing bus behind her that says MetroOpensDoors.com. So it could be. Yeah, but that's just the Metro for the the DC oh, Metro. Oh, not not Metro. Not, not Metro. Metropolis. No. Okay. No. That's man, you almost had me there. If she was in Metropolis, <laughs> I would have just, I would have been done. <laughs> like, no way. She's got to be in Metropolis for a while because Clark Kent did some Clark Kenting on days where Lois wasn't at the Daily Planet and he was there by himself. Yeah, she's been gone for a while. She's been gone for like a week. Uh, a couple of days. I don't know about a week. Close to a week. Five days. Fine, we'll say it's a week. <laughs> Anyways, so. <laughs> Yeah, I think this. Well, I think it's like day two. You know, like this. Is the, well, actually, Superman no. Coverage. Yeah, it day has two. to be a week because how's this guy going to get the information? What guy? General Swanwick. He got the bullet. And now he's back with the information. And it's got to be a passing of time. It's got to be a very long passing of time. And I'm still one that's <laughs> saying that like Senate hearings just don't happen overnight. Like you don't just that just doesn't happen. In my opinion, that seems like it should be months out. But I think it's for sake of storytelling. A couple of days, but I feel like it's maybe a week at most. <sighs> Unless, so people say that this movie takes place between like two months or something like that. I still don't believe that. I think it's a longer period of I time. I say it's like seven months. Yeah, there's things that like it Nine could months. even be an entire year from fall season. To no, it happens. Fall it starts season. in the summertime. It ends almost fall winter. Nine months. Anyways, uh, maybe. Maybe Lois Lane, when she's in the cab and she's watching the the news... No, why would they do it, like, later? Never mind. So, yeah, when she gives... When Senator Finch says the Senate hearing is tomorrow, today is tomorrow now. Yes. So we're going day by day now. Yes. 
And Lois Lane, we'll say she's been there for a week. And we'll she's see. meeting with Swanwick right now. And this looks like it's early morning, kind of. Yeah. This is all, What's going on with them, at the same time, Kahina is talking to Senator Fincher on the same time. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. We're all there? Yep. Does anyone disagree? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's early in the morning before the hearing. Everyone's doing their thing before the morning hearing. Yeah. Maybe Superman was in Kansas that early in the morning of. Maybe it wasn't at night. Maybe it was like before dawn. Uh-huh. 4 a.m. Perfect Sh- nighttime apple time. Yes. Morning apple picking time. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were doing. Oh, they switched from nighttime apples to morning apples? Maybe it's not nighttime apples. It's morning apples. They make, right. they make better we pie. Just gotta, they probably could. It might be better to pick the apples in the morning than at night. Yeah. They need a good night's oh. sleep. I like apple them apples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just when, yeah. So, so Swanwick was in the best disguise you can. A baseball cap? Man, I would never even recognize him. <laughs> I think Talking to Lois Lane, famed redheaded reporter that you can see a mile away? Yeah, not a chance anybody's looking at them on this yeah. river. I think if you're in Washington and you see anyone in a nondescript baseball hat, you just know that there's mm-hmm. somebody to, to take notice of. Exactly. Do you think you, if you're like hanging out around the Capitol in Washington D.C., do you just see a bunch of these going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, just, you think you see like a lot of politicians and stuff, like yeah. just everyone wearing baseball caps and like sitting at their own bench, like, oh, yeah. there's one going on right now. Oh, there's yeah. another one. And it's like people watching, but instead you're watching conspiracies and corruption throughout the government and like oh wow uh, this is just where they do it this is corruption square that'd be it just great. seems like it's a common thing for like being in disguise especially in like political standpoint to like have like a, just a baseball cap on and just like maybe a higher collar jack or whatever yeah there's one movie it's a mark Wahlberg movie it's called shooter i really like that movie yeah. people have probably yeah. seen it it's kind of it's mm-hmm. out there anyway there's a part where after the shooting happens and he's still in uh I, he was in washington right he's still in there mm-hmm. and it's um I think the same day or whatever and he's wearing just a baseball cap and like he's just walking down the street and like people actually notice him it's like he it starts like a whole chase scene or whatever there's I think dogs barking at him or something along the lines yeah. whatever anyway I feel like that's maybe one of the only times in movies where it's like yeah that baseball get, get up just doesn't really work no you're you're right mm, I think it's pretty obvious what they're doing here you know yeah I think like Swanwick and Lois Lane, it's like she's giving him a dime bag. It's like, yo, try this. Yeah, (laughs) put me on my ass last night. (laughs) It's it's so silly. Yeah. Um, But I, with that being said, very beautiful shot with this bridge. You know. Yeah. It's really cool looking. I I enjoy. And you got like, you got like the Senate building out there in the distance or whatever it is because I don't know my Washington monuments. Yeah. and yeah, so pretty interesting. Now, before you guys saw this scene, does this explain everything to you, or do you did you already know the answer? Clearly, we already know the answer now because we've seen this film x amount of times. I gotta, I gotta say, Mark, I, I'm pretty sure you can see the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, yeah it's the Lincoln Memorial. Okay. Is We're good. The, yep. Okay. I mm-hmm. actually People are gonna yell at us. <laughs> had a five dollar bill sitting here, and I just pulled it out to confirm, like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I just went there not too long ago. It was fun. I slid down the little, uh, you know, marbles. They don't have a slide, but it's like part of the staircase, and they tell people not to sit on it, but I fucking did it and nice. slid down. It was the best thing ever. Hell yeah. Screw you, Washington. Stick it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> I rebel. There you go. Um, 
So back to my question: Does this does this explain? Uh, did this explain and put the pieces together for you, or did you guys already have that before? It's kind of hard to <laughs> question yeah. and answer that. I don't remember my first viewing of how me piecing together the Nair- the Nairobi incident in regards to what Superman was doing. I remember being confused a lot the first viewing, mm-hmm. but after the extended edition came out and like I actually looked into it invested into it it made sense to me okay what, what, what so this scene was in the theatrical no this scene is in the theatrical cut but it there's a lot of stuff out. in the ultimate edition oh no yeah that regarding Nairomi that we didn't see in the theatrical cut and i wonder know if we had to think about the time we yeah. saw the theatrical cut so like we didn't have all the pieces, and does this scene help you put all the pieces together the first time, or did you guys already put the pieces together regardless? I don't think I did. I, I don't think I had it figured out. Okay. I think even after this, I, I think coming out of the theater, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was a little, still a little confused on some of these points. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, when they were meeting up in the rain, like I just find the whole bullet investigation really muddy, and um, for the longest time, I couldn't understand why they were trying to connect a bullet with Superman. I was, you know, thinking, well, you know, Superman doesn't use guns. Why would they think? Why would anyone think that he used a gun? But then I finally realized that. Like I said, they're trying to prove that someone else was there, and I think after a few wa- a few viewings of this movie, I finally kind of understood that that Lois is trying to prove someone else was there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I just now got I that, think, and uh, yeah, I think more importantly, Lois is trying to prove that someone, not Nairomi, yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah. like not that like. Because it's not about just bullets were being shot at other soldiers. It's like, no, someone, like, it's supposed to be a Nairomi-only thing. Yeah. But then someone like Superman, who's kind of related to the U.S., was involved. But then she's like, no, there is another U.S. entity there. Or not. Yeah. Not Nairomi entity was there. Yeah. And they were involved, too. And so that's where this bullet comes in. It's like... There's someone else in this that we're not seeing. Um, well, then you also had like the so, CIA, you know, uh, Talon and all that stuff adding to the, mm-hmm. I don't know, the elements in play, I guess. So. I think they're documented. Yeah, yeah. They, Just. I'm pretty sure they they their side of the story is already written down in the books as like, there's no other information to be gained from Python and Talon because they are the government of the U.S. Like, so they are documented basically. But as far as like this whole militia that <clears throat> came in and came out like a ghost, it's like that's who we're trying to catch on camera. Yeah, yeah. and uh, private security contractors. Mm-hmm. So I think. I think I already had this piece together. I'm trying to think here for a bit. When I saw this, <clears throat> seeing Lois Lane go to Washington about this whole bullet thing in the first place, always felt like, all right, so they're just going to get to a point where they realize, hey, this belongs to Lex Luthor. Yeah. So when he says, 
oh, it was by company. What company? LexCorp. It's like, we all saw that like a mile away. Yeah. We did, yes. Yes. But then, um, but then here's what I'm trying. So that part is clear. We always knew that at some point they were going to be like, all right, Lex Luthor is in on this. And the next thing is the bullet being given to her or not. Like, was the bullet shot at this diary so or journal so that she would find it? No, the bullet no. hit the journal by accident. Like, she... That's just a stroke of luck that she has this bullet. Yeah. Like that bullet should not have existed in anybody else's possession. No one would have thought okay. that, Thinking that of, a perfectly yeah. uh, preserved bullet would have, you know, been found. I guess. Yeah, I, I think okay. I know where, where, where you're going, though, Mark. <laughs> so Lex Luthor <laughs> did not that, want this yeah. to be a thing. Well, no, I, I think he, I think he, I think he assumed that uh, if he knows Lois, who she is. Or any any reporter maybe that's worth their salt is gonna figure out that you know he's behind it. So so again, which needs to happen, like, right? Uh, well, yes, but so what I'm trying to think is so. Damn, <sighs> see, this is what uh, I always had this thing that like Lex Luthor doesn't expect Lois Lane to. Uh, follow the, this trail. Yeah, right. yeah. Follow this trail. Follow the trail. Or does he? And it's like, because then he gets her to show up at the tower, and it's like, right. did he want her to do that? I don't think so. I, I and that's part of what I was saying earlier. Just the whole bullet thing <laughs> is a, a storyline. It's like a B or C plot in the movie that I could really do without. Um, I don't. I don't know if it adds much because ultimately Lex is going to get uh, Lois to that top, to the top of his building, you know, later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that needed a an investigation to precede it. So. Oh yeah, she just got kidnapped. That's all. Yeah. So, so yeah, though he didn't want her to find out about the bullet, so that was not planned. Yeah. Okay, so we're good on that. Okay. <clears throat> okay, okay. And then the only thing that this thing really did show me that I'd never realized was that was when she says, well, how was how was he going to get Superman to show up in Nairobi? Yeah. And it was because of Lois mm-hmm. Lane. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's when we talked about that in our third week or fourth week of the third and fourth week of this Movies by Minute adventure where it's like, oh, wait a minute. This whole thing has been a huge setup with like, oh yeah, how did a reporter get uh, the ability to talk to Amishog about this whole thing? And mm-hmm. it's like, because she was allowed to, because some, like, Lex Somebody Luthor, set it up. Lex Luthor planned this whole thing where he was like, yeah, we're going to have, uh, there's a skirmish going on. I can take advantage of that. I'm going to get Lois Lane the credentials to get in there, which no other uh entity of america has ever been able to do which is what get the cia to be like holy shit how did this reporter get you know the ability to talk to amishog so then they're like okay so we gotta get in there with her let's set up one of our operatives to be her photographer or something we'll call him jimmy olsen jimmy olsen's like hey i'm your reporter i'm that guy that's super funny except i'm not and my real name's talon and uh and then it's like, 
everything and then they were like oh yeah uh they were also going to put uh, a tracking device in that person's camera and i want you to find the tracking device and blame it on cia and then start shooting everyone and it's like it's always been set up it's like he set up the cia he set up lois lane he set up the nairobi incident it's like he's had his hand in all like everyone's cooperation in that event like i don't think like it's crazy it is i mean like he planned it from the beginning yeah yeah it's messed up man it's almost like he's a criminal genius (laughs) almost not there yet but almost it's good work i think uh it could have been explained a little bit more in depth for people but but no see (laughs) Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not for me. No, I like that this is this movie gives the perfect amount of exposition. Yeah, there's some I'll admit that there's sometimes I'm confused in it, mainly for timeline purposes. But yeah, that's the point. Well, it's that, like don't don't spoon feed me. Don't give me just exposition. Yeah. Justice League was just all exposition. Like and the nice, Okay, that's cool. It's yeah. fun and everything, but damn. The nice thing here think. is that you have more and more you can discover on multiple viewings. So like it makes yeah. enough sense the first time you see it. For the the you know general audience, but then there's like you know I've seen this movie you know a handful of times, and you guys have seen it probably quite a bit more, and we're still finding things out. Like, so it is nice that there are layers here, I guess. Hell yeah, no yeah. So that was cool. That to me was like one of the moments where I was like, damn, I didn't, I never thought of that. Where it's like. Yeah, you get Lois Lane to show up, and if something goes wrong, then Superman will show up. It's like the perfect like dangling of the carrot, you know. Like, and I think that was so interesting because I didn't expect that. We all expected the bullet to be traced back to Lex Luthor, sure, but it's like, damn, he really got Superman to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Like he made that happen. Yeah. Like, he can make that happen. Now that's intense. Mm-hmm. Yep. To like frame Superman, that's cool. So. Kudos on that. Um, <laughs> I really like how um, Lois Lane asks um, General Swanwick to go on record, and he's like, nah, not at all. <laughs> it's so I, – I enjoy that bit. Hard pass. Yeah, See, and I exactly. like her I, I like her performance uh, so much more in this scene as opposed to uh, a few minutes ago in the rain. Like, she, the, here she is, I would say, very confident and um, just – knocking it out of the park as far as performance goes so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and again it's just so cool the way this uh is set up with like um just this the the established area and like the wardrobe and everything it's just pretty cool again i don't know i think uh i think Zack snyder and Larry Fawn could do good movies without um, just good dramas on their own. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe original stories. Yeah. Maybe their own like film noir or maybe the, I don't know, I guess maybe I mean, James what's Bond that? film. I, I haven't even seen that uh, iPhone movie that Snyder put out. Like, Oh, with uh, Samantha yeah. Joe. Yeah. Was it, I mean, that's like, it wasn't it a noir film or something? Kind like, of. Yeah. It's an original story, right? Uh, that I'm not sure about. Oh, I don't right. know what's an original story anymore anyways. So. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> um, so with that, then we start bleeding into the Senate hearing. Um, and it, But it really doesn't do much 
there. So I don't know if you guys have any notes regarding the Senate hearing at all. Um, before that, just a little yeah. bit of flashback. I love the look that, uh, love the smile and look that she gives him in the flashback when uh, Clark arrives, and then the that yeah. intimidating as hell look that Superman gives as he you know lifts his head up and everything. Ugh. So it's that so was perfect. The, I mean, it was good when it happened in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I never liked this callback to this, especially the the bullet in the book is the one that I don't like at all. I wish yeah. that was taken out. Because don't they reuse I'm it? I'm the one that's like, I already know that bullet yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it, yeah. Because they reuse it when she's milling it over and before the bathtub scene, right? Don't... I think... I think they do, yeah. yeah. I think they show it there as well. Maybe I don't. I, I just feel like I've seen it too much. And yeah. It's like, I I get it. I remember that happened. I even remember happening when it was, you know, taking place at the moment. Like I remember in Nairobi yeah. when the book got hit. Yeah. I remember her picking it up. I remember her looking at it in the bathtub. Like, sure. don't reinforce it now anymore. I think that's the, a Zack Snyder thing. Um, it's one of the things I'm not looking forward to. Um, a little bit with Watchmen because I know there are a lot of flashbacks and a lot of repeated flashbacks that we'll get. So I think that might just be a Zack Snyder storytelling um, mechanic that he likes. Mm, could be. I can go either way with them. Yeah. But this one here, I don't like it. I never did. Yeah, there's definitely some pros to to that method that he does because it's like, here's a scene that you thought uh, – X, Y, and Z about, but then here's the same scene again, and now you can see X, Y, Z, A, B, and C yeah, now. Yeah, with more and context. I show you a third time, yeah, yeah, and it's like more, like every time, you, every time you think you've got all the pieces together, which is the theme of this movie, it's like, don't be so quick to judge, and it's yeah. like, like you now we'll see it again for a third time, and now you know tw- uh, like thrice as much about it, and it's like, damn, there's really just more, and then it kind of makes you start to question, well, what else in this movie might have more context if I looked closer into it multiple times. Hey, yo, that's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. Anyways. Um, <laughs> there, there, there is another director that I really I, I like a ton better than Zack Snyder even is um, Nolan, Christopher Nolan, that uh, I, I'd say, you know, uses those flashback moments to try to try to get you to uh, think about that scene and Revoke in a, different ways, an emotion or something like that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, Interstellar is, Bat- yeah, the one that Interstellar the most. Batman Begins, I think, has some flashbacks. Yeah, I think mm. it's just of the Waynes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but th- the whole part where he fell into the well gets revisited, I think, twice. Yeah. So I think they they go back to that. I know he f- um, he flashes back to his father stepping in front of the gun. Um, right before Bruce like throws the gun into the river or whatever before he decides to run off and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's also uh, when uh, he gives uh, Two-Face the coin yeah Batman gives Two-Face the coin he's passed out it shows Rachel him giving the coin to Rachel yeah damn hmm interesting yeah um trying to think here there's Definitely some tension being built towards the end of the scene. Where it's oh, like, yeah. Like, this is, we're almost at a climactic event <laughs> here in this movie. I think the next week is going to be pretty, <laughs> yeah. like, intense building. Yeah. Because the climax of it doesn't even happen until the week after that. No. So, we're in for a, a good ride. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part we start climbing uphill. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, shit, where's this going? 
So things are getting a little creepy now. It's starting to be. But um, yeah, since we're talking about the first time we saw this, um, I, I don't know which one of you guys want to go first, but I want to ask you guys kind of like the first time you guys saw this film uh, and kind of like what was going on during that time. And yeah, what was your like initial reactions to the film? Um, I don't have any like anything, you know, any remarkable story as far as seeing it. Um, I remember, I, I, I definitely at this point wasn't going to like midnight showings or anything, so I would have watched this either you know Friday or Saturday opening weekend. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I always enjoyed this movie. Um, there was some stuff with uh, the tone and some of the actions that Batman takes that I didn't care for. Uh, especially the Batmobile chase, you know, I just, I, I'm kind of a firm believer in like, why does he have guns on the Batmobile? That kind of thing. Um, so <laughs> that stuff really bothered me. Um, but I, I was able to overlook it and, you know, uh, this is still one of the best uh, live action versions of Batman um, so far. So, uh, yeah, I agree. You know, and then, yeah, stuff coming up that I don't want to talk about for obvious reasons. But, uh, yeah, I was totally, totally good with this movie uh, from the get-go. Um, I understood some of the criticisms, but, you know, I, I came around with Man of Steel. Like, it was it was just okay the first time I watched it, and then re-watching it, and then following along with you guys has made me really love Man of Steel, and I think that's... I think it's kind of happening again here. Like, um, it, it's really helping to go through it uh, minute by minute. So, yeah. I'm in yeah. a real good place with when this I, movie. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Man of Steel, I, I, I like the film a lot. Enough to constantly talk with Nathan and Matt about Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice. Um, just a lot. To the point where we're like, hey, let's do a podcast about it. And then Man of Steel minute, like... I've, I love that movie so much more now yeah. and I didn't expect to and it was like oh wow this is a really good really really good film it has issues so does Donna Justice so does every other movie that exists in the world yeah um, and it's it's important to point out those flaws but it's also important to point out the stuff that does work so yeah. I think you guys nailed it in your original uh, kind of take on Man of Steel as far as the choice and that's what really matters about this version of Superman and, and all that so that's Probably one of the most, yeah, uh, the biggest thing I took away from from that, and uh, has altered the way I see super, Superman now. So, so pretty awesome. Good on yeah. you. Hell yeah! <laughs> welcome, welcome to the light. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Eric? What, uh, uh, yeah. what was your first time? Yeah, the the, the first time I, I definitely was into the mode of um, seeing um, the the big superhero movies uh, on on the premiere night, Thursday night before the actual official release date, and. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I was pretty into it. I, I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't quite aware of, I don't think, of the possibility of the extended cut. And and I was pretty into it. Um, but uh, I, I was pretty sure that's what I wanted. I, when, when that did uh, become available, I did uh, definitely uh, dig into that right away and, and got that. And then when I saw that, I mean, I was just sure that that was the better way to see it. I just had a, 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 a just such such a much better uh under understanding of what all was really going on i mean not not to the in-depth level that we are here 
<laughs> but um, you know, better, just a lot better general enjoyment and understanding. Not that, but I did like, I did sure did like uh, seeing it that first time, and and pretty much. But but see, I'm always that way, even for Suicide Squad and Green Lantern. But uh, but those I have never seen the second time. So, yeah. but but with our, our our talk a bit here this week, um, uh, Suicide Squad is definitely one I want to get back to uh, sooner rather yeah. than later. I'm definitely excited for us to go through that, just because my standpoint After. on that movie. But I'm also at the same point, like, yeah, I'll get there when I get there. It's not I'm not like Jonesing for it, but when it happens, it'll happen. Yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be extremely interesting, um, and I'm sure. It's going to be really cool doing a, a, a podcast about that movie minute by minute and, and hearing what people have to say about it. I think it's going to be, I think we're going to learn a lot more than we've Oh, for sure. My knowledge on other, Suicide Squad is yeah. subpar to say the best. So Yeah, I think we're going to really learn a lot about that one. I think more than any of the other uh, films in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick before we wrap up, um, if this isn't kind of like your favorite story of, of Batman Superman, is there any other stories that you guys really recommend other people check out or gravitate towards? Yeah. That like, uh, contain the two characters, not so much an origin story, but like just in general, just that you guys yeah. are like, damn, it's really cool. when these characters are, uh, in the story. Um, for me, it's probably been addressed a lot on, on your show, I'm guessing, but the, the Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini, you know, uh, animated world's finest kind of crossover event thing is still yeah. like, I remember that coming out and being blown away. And there's that scene. Um, Superman comes to confront Batman and they're in a nightclub or something. And Superman rests his, his hand on Batman's shoulder and super or, uh, Batman is able to grab his arm and hurl, you know, Superman across the room um, because Superman's not expecting it, it mm-hmm. that is just one of those scenes that will be forever burned into my brain, and uh, it's, it's to this point one of my favorite instances of the, the two characters together. So yeah, that would be my recommendation as far as Batman Superman material. Hell yeah, good going. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, we do get a lot of the, uh, the 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 crossover animated thing, but um, I mean, can you blame everybody? It's, <laughs> right, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Eric? Yeah, and I was just trying to think of just okay, wh- what have I read that read or, or seen either one that where both mm-hmm. are in? I don't. I, I I was into the Batman animated, but not so much the uh, Superman um, at that time in the nineties. Um, but. Um, <sighs> You know, I want to. I want to grab it. You know, we're coming from Watchmen minute. Alan Moore is is you know a genius essentially, but but mm-hmm. the 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 close second for me for him uh, or for for that kind of uh, writing category is Grant Morrison. And uh, what, when I got back into comics, essentially it was it was the uh, it was right at the same time as Dark Knight when came when that came out. I got back in, and uh, the Batman R.I.P. was going on. But right on the heels of that was Final Crisis, so yeah, the Final man. Crisis stuff I think by Grant Morrison is is um, high up there for me. I, I really suggest that the I haven't read Final Crisis yeah, no, in I, a very man, long time. I'm yeah. there's this thing going on around here and like the people like in our group of 
acquaintances and friends or whatever, even people that like when I worked at the comic book store yeah, a few years ago or whatever that I would talk to, I was the only person that one liked Grant Morrison and two thought Final Crisis was one of the best <laughs> books ever written. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one. It's an amazing book. Wow. Um, you mentioned Batman R.I.P. That is still to this day one of my favorite Batman books ever. Mm-hmm. I I came and I came into that in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, like that was. I mean, I came in. I, I didn't even come in when it was in stores or whatever. Like I came in when I had to get the hardcover, and okay. yeah, I was blown away by how. Mm-hmm perfect that book is like uh that's in my opinion that is a batman book that thing messes with your mind like crazy in a sense that like i could i can feel like batman reading this like i get it i'll never forget the cell in final crisis where batgirl's like she, I don't know why she did it, but she was like, oh, yeah, I killed the internet so that it, like... Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you did what now? You just, like, yeah. straight up, like, oh, yeah, the internet it is turned not... Turned it off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, we're just going to kill it real quick. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a very bat person thing to do is, like... Mm-hmm. That's, like, a Tim Drake thing, but it's, like, she was like, yo, I just... Oh, yeah, yeah, I just killed the internet, and it's like, yeah. whoa, what the fuck? Just, well, that, that's, that's like, you, Bruce Wayne doing his stuff in uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. The, the surveillance... Mm-hmm. the cell phones that's crazy um cool awesome this has been really uh just a really awesome week we really got to cover a lot of cool stuff happening in the movie and a lot of the pieces are starting to fall into place with the, all the confusion and yeah stuff, so yeah a lot of the confusion is starting to fall into place um but we we got some cool stuff we got some cool martha we got some cool batman yeah, and lex luther and superman and lois lane so we we got it all in this week, you know. It wasn't just focused on one side of the story. It's a good old melting pot of of stuff from the film, <laughs> and um, I'm sure Nathan and I are super excited to be on Watchmen Minute oh, yeah, and talk about sure. some Watchmen stuff because, uh, you know, that was a film I did not care for at all mm. when I first saw it, and yeah. even the second time I watched it, I did not care for, it. and it wasn't until like. The last year I watched it with Johnny for the first, Johnny had never seen it and we mm-hmm. watched it together and it was like everything was clicking in everything my brain happened. and yeah. I was like, <laughs> was like, oh. Whoa, wait, I was like wait a yeah. minute, I get everything, I, or not like get everything, but like I understand a lot of what the characters were going through nice. for the first time and it was oh. like, damn, there's some good stuff happening. Nathan does not like the music. In that oh, okay. movie. No, no, no! It's just the Simon and Garfunkel sound of silence. That's wow. it. That's huh. the only part. It's yeah. and it's at the funeral or whatever. Like I just can't. So, when you're cutting up minutes or whatever, please let me stay far away from that part. Like I can't. <laughs> and it's not. It's the song, and I've said it before. I had to analyze that song in tenth grade oh. rhetoric class for an entire week. Oh. Like literal. My teacher printed out the lyrics, and we went line by line, student by student. What does that mean to you? Great. What does that mean to you? Granted, she told us every single one of our meanings and what it meant was completely wrong. She and then she would follow it up with, "Well, no, this is what it means." Wow. Like that's not that's, that's not what you're doing. Yeah, it was a really bad experience. So and then that movie came out yeah. when I was in tenth grade during that time, and it was like a month went you know passed, and then movie happened. That song came on. I almost walked out of the theater. <laughs> it just completely turned me off. Bad experience, but sure. hey, I love the movie now. It's good. The book is. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. it's the book. It's Watchmen, come on, you can't. It's Alan Moore, you said it yourself. He's borderline genius. So, hell yeah, big fan. We're excited. Right mm-hmm. on. Can't wait to have you guys on. Oh. 
Um, is Hell it yeah. uh, is it a coincidence or intentional that I was on uh, minutes eighty one through eighty five of Man of Steel, and now I'm on eighty one to eighty five oh. of <laughs> Dawn of Justice? I don't. I, I really don't know. I can't tell what's coincidence and what's been planned at this point now because <laughs> there's been so many cases where things match up with guests oh, and really? the minutes that we're doing and weird experiences. Yeah, it's it's like someone needs to start documenting this because it'll be something to talk about in the future with how <laughs> weird coincidences show up on our shows. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, Did you plan that, Mark? No, I didn't. No? I yeah, you, you're the one any. that does the scheduling. I do all the <laughs> scheduling and I reach out to people and... Uh, most of the time I'm just like, oh, yeah. they might be good for it's that. And like, I never, Jenna Malone's birthday came out on the episode that we actually had her first yeah. appearance in and the movie And then before. the Black Zero event of Dawn of Justice came out the same week as 9-11, like say the first, ep- like oh, the yeah, Monday the, was in September yeah, 11th I and it that. was like the city was being destroyed yeah. and I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys had Rory, here's today's Rory episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so... Yeah, we're real. just we're just really good. Yeah, and that time we got jo- uh, Joey Esposito to talk about the minutes that he was actually at. Oh yeah, when, on set, uh, yeah. the Battle of Smallville. I had no and, idea. And I was, he was like, "Yeah, I was actually here, and I interviewed Henry Cavill and stuff." And I was like, "What? I just wanted you on to talk about Superman." It is like that was yeah. It's so interesting how those things happen. Um, but yeah, cool. Um. Guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for the week. If you enjoyed everything, uh, definitely check us out on all social media, DCEU Minute. If you want more bonus content, Nathan and I also have a Patreon. You can go to Patreon slash Two Old Media. And on there, for just $5 a month, you get bonus content uh, from Tarantino Minute, where we analyze all the music within the uh, Tarantino films. We go track by track. Uh, Currently, we are going through the set list of Reservoir Dogs. Um, and on DC Cinematic Minute we release a bonus episode where we review comic books um, so you can definitely check those out and then um, the, other, the other show that you get content from is called Two Old Media Presents and it includes Nathan and I, Mike and Alyssa and Johnny from Austin Powers Minute uh, we all get together once a month um, for a special episode where we just talk about anything <laughs> so you get all those shows um, weekly uh, for just $5 a month on Patreon and uh, yeah you can also find us on the Facebook group DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society and we'll catch you guys next week here on DC Cinematic Minute